Hey there, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am a survivor of both childhood abuse and later domestic violence. I've been free since 2009 and have been sharing my story and much recently sharing stories from others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. So if you found any value in any of these episodes, please do me a favor and share. Maybe somebody needs a dose of positivity to know that they're not alone. My goal is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hey there, it's Melinda on this. Okay, I'm a day late. It's a teachable Tuesday and I am so sorry for being late. I've been battling some migraines for a while now, but I feel better today. So I wanted to come on and talk about flashbacks. Have you ever experienced them? Now, I'm not talking about that Friday flashback disco type of thing. I'm talking about the situation where you are having three different types, okay? Three different types of flashbacks. Any one of these. You can have different ones if you've had some sort of emotional trauma. And this is, you'll see this in PTSD survivors, those with CPTSD as well. So there are different types. Now this is something that you're not really, you're not doing it on purpose. It's kind of out of your control. I mean, it is really and truly, it's out of your control. And it can be really it can rock you and just rock you in your heels. So let's dive into this. What it is, is there are three types. This is where you're re-experiencing something. And again, it's not under your control and it could be really crazy and wild. It can make you feel just out of control, whether it lasts a few seconds, it may last minutes, it could even last hours. So you might even have like a little bit of a hangover afterwards. They can be really strong. You can um, be kind of disoriented when these kind of come up too. And it's different than nightmares and night tears, but those are another type of symptom that somebody with PTSD and CPTSD might experience as well. So we have these, these visual, these are the different types. We have visual, somatic, and emotional. So what I mean by all of these, so let's dive into visual. And I am looking at my notes. So visual is where you're actually seeing it play like a movie. You're replaying that in your mind. You're re-experiencing this visual picture. And all of these are going to seem very real. It's going to be like you can reach out and touch these things or feel these things. So you're somatic. And what is somatic? Somatic is where... It's your body, okay? It's you, you are feeling this in your body. And so it's basically a fancy way of dealing with your body, of being in your body. You, you're, you might hear this a lot, somatic. And that seems to be the new catch word that I've been hearing along trauma, healing and so on, somatic dance and somatic healing and somatic trauma and things like that. But it, it's just a fancy word of saying that we're talking about our body. So with that somatic, that body, our body, we might feel pain. We might have body sensations that we may have felt during that physical pain, that physical trauma. And so you might be re-experiencing that. So it's, like I said, all of these are like very real. You're emotional. This is another one. So emotionally, you might experience a roller coaster of how you felt during that past trauma. 
So it can be something that seems like you're out of control. You don't know how to, how to cope with these. You might feel um, just, again, like you're on this roller coaster. And what can you do about them? You can learn, okay, what was that trigger? What happened to you? What was it that triggered that? Was it a food? What is it, was it a smell? Was it a sound? Did you see somebody that looked like that toxic person? What was it that triggered you in order to have that? And sometimes you'll never know. You just like, oh, I have no idea what, what did it. And it could be maybe a food sensitivity. Something may have, ha may have triggered, may have started this. Um, it could be just so out of the ordinary. I know for me, I couldn't see a white van. If I saw a white van, and for my, my ex had a white van for work and also his black pickup truck. So for some reason, though, that white van was very triggering for me. And mainly that's because that was his primary work vehicle. So when I would see that, I could fit into one of these flashbacks. I, really, I could just slide right into one of these these um, symptoms, what do you want to call this? One of these, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. I apologize. But I, one of these symptoms, I can just go right into it and not understand why I'm doing it. Feeling very helpless, feeling fear, scared, also depressed. There was just a wide range of, of things that I felt at that time as well. Trying to scramble and figure out why or hypervigilant, why am I feeling this way? And it was very frustrating. It really was. And it did take time for all of these because I can I know I can actually relate to all three of these. I could definitely not only relate to them, I could give you probably examples for all of them, but you don't got time for that. If you are having one of these issues, by all means, you will get over it because I know that's a common thing that I hear from people. How am I ever going to heal? It seems like I'm never going to heal. When will the nightmare stop? When will these flashbacks stop? And they will. And I know it's cliche, but it will in time. And you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to remind yourself that you are safe. Most importantly, remind yourself that you're safe. You're not in that danger or that situation anymore. You are, check out your surroundings. Remember that the five things that you can, you can see, that you can know that are around you right now. This is to help you with your anxiety. Look around you, count things that you see, say them out loud. Maybe it's people, maybe it's birds. Can you see the sun? What is it that you can see? Uh, just look around. What can you smell? What can, can you taste anything? What can you hear? So all of these things, what can you touch? These are things that you should look to help bring you down or bring you out of it. You might be too far where, again, I've mentioned before, what I use is to use deep breathing. I used to have bubbles as an example. I kept a small little thing of bubbles in my purse where I could blow them when I needed to. And one, it was fun for the kids. If they were with me, they're like, oh, mom's blowing bubbles. For me, if I'm by myself or even with those kids, I'm regulating my breathing. I'm taking my time. I'm actually, I've got this bubble wand that I could touch. I can see my kids or wherever my surroundings or wherever I'm at. And I'm blowing. I'm trying to blow as 
slowly as I can just to try and get me out of maybe that a panic attack or something that I might be having that anxiety moment. So those that was a great way for me to unwind and to and to release some of that flashback, the emotion emotional issues that I'm having at that time. Also smelling things. I would keep a essential oil that I like, that I enjoy in my purse. Different ones have different blends. They might have an anxiety or, or stress blend you might like. You could use uh, something that, again, make this yours. This is your healing journey. I encourage you to journal when you're experiencing those moments. What is it that you experience? Now, I do talk a lot about journaling, and one reason is many survivors go on to write books. They write poetry. They might use this for um, some other screenwriting. I know it sounds silly, but you have those notes. You can be in that moment again without reliving it because I don't want you to relive this thing. Again, remember you are safe. You can have these emotions. You can have the the emotional roller coaster that you're going through and these memories. But remember, you are safe. You're not, you don't have to relive it. You can go ahead and take all that in, take the memories, okay? Calm yourself down and remember that you are safe. You're not in that situation anymore. And I know this is hard to do. It, take, it took me a lot of practice to do this. And I, I'm not going to lie about that. It did take a long time for me to finally come to grips with that. And again, I'm going on 14 years. Yes, I am bragging. 14 years. I am still having different issues from time to time. I do still have. I finally felt for some reason, brave enough to tell Mr. Awesome that I like barbecue, that I like my burgers and chicken and so on barbecued. At home, we would do propane for grilling out. And I finally, he picked up a little grill and he's like, oh, well, we might use it from time to time. It's like, well, you know, I really like that. And this was that this, this summer that I felt, I don't know if we just didn't get in a conversation or I just sometimes don't feel like, uh, and still don't feel like I'm sharing my needs. I will just be that, that yes, that people pleaser and just go along with things without always getting to without having to express my own needs I put everybody else's needs first I don't always put my own needs first so it's still something I'm learning I know I know right you're probably like what no this is still something that I'm learning and I am always going to be learning something new something new about domestic abuse something new about the uh, physiology of my body and how it works with healing also for the chronic illness that I battle, the chronic illnesses that I battle. So I'm learning all of this. I'm learning to kind of be one with kind of Zen with everything, the chaos sometimes that comes from healing. And again, just be gentle with yourself. You will get there. Take baby steps. No, and maybe you might even want to write down how far you've come. Try and notice the things that you can do now. Can you go out without looking over your shoulder? Can you, and this was big for me, I could see a white van. I remember clearly being able to see a white van and not getting panicked by it. I remember the day that I decided 
I needed to cut my hair. And I've mentioned this before, where I would just talk to myself in the car. Oh, I think I need to cut my hair. Nowhere in that conversation or during that drive to work, did I ever think about my ex? Did I ever think about the court, the court case and everything else that went along with it? That was probably, that was a very, very eye-opening experience for me. It was probably the only moment that I can remember where I didn't have any anxiety about my ex. So, sorry, long story short, three types of flashbacks. Can you relate to any of those? Have you experienced any of those yourself? I'd love to know. Remember, I'm nosy. So you let me know, message me if you want on social media, if you want to send me a friend request. Again, I'm on social media, Facebook especially. I uh, chose a uh, digital creator or the way I chose doesn't allow me to have friends, friend requests. You can have people follow you, but you can't have friend requests. I don't know. So if you want to message me privately, please do. I'd love to add you as a buddy, as a friend, or maybe you just want to chat. I'm happy to hold space for you. Well, thank you for listening to me ramble. You have a great rest of your day and I will be seeing you soon. I'm actually got something going on this weekend and I might even come on live to talk about that. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe and God bless.